Well, friends, it starts first with your relationship with God. We talk about this so much. From God through Christ to you. From God through Christ to me. And, and the beauty of this relationship is, is, is it's one that, that reconnects us. For our sin creates this barrier. Our sin creates this bar- barrier between us and God. Yet when Jesus became human, when, when, when he was born and, and then when he, he was nailed to that tree, when he died on that cross, and then when he rose from the grave, he connected us once again. He died for all of our sins that connected us to God the Father at no charge to you and no charge to me. This free gift, a beautiful gift, a beautiful reality created in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. We also know that, that, that this gift is, is not just for us, right? This gift is for, for all people. So, so if, if Christ extends this to us, we then as followers of Jesus are to what? Yeah, extend it to others. From God through Christ to me. From God through Christ to you and then out to others. And as we've said countless times, this refresher is helping us remember, this is done through relationships. This is done through connecting with others through friendship. Life is busy. Life is crazy, and I know that as well as you do. But forming friendships is essential. Forming friendships with others is essential to our well-being. It must be something that we slow down for. It must be something that we make time to do. It's so important that that we make space in our lives for friends and, and enjoying time with them. Because if we don't, if we don't make this time, we won't have any friends. If we don't make space for it, we won't have any friends to hang out with. And, and, and we know that this is so important because we also know that we're living in the loneliest time in history. Yes, uh, people have friends on social media, but so often they lack true friends, which means they lack true friendship. For, for many people, if they would fall down, unfortunately there would be nobody there to help pick them back up. So we have to ask ourselves this question of, what is a friend? And if I was to take a moment and, and have you complete this answer in your mind, how would you answer? Go ahead and do that. Just take a moment. What is a friend? Now, a few years back, I came upon my daughter Edie's perspective to this question when she wrote an answer to, to the, the question of, of what is a friend. And, and Edie said this. Edie said, a, a friend is someone you can trust. A, a friend is someone who cares and helps you in hard times. Friends include you. 
They make sure you are not left out. Friends talk with you and make you laugh when you're sad. Sometimes they just sit with you and don't talk at all. Friends understand and respect you. And sometimes they understand what you go through. A friend can create happiness in your life. They play with you and make you feel wanted. And then she said, I hope everyone has a friend like this. Edie said it in such a, a brilliant way so many years ago, and it kind of echoes exactly what Solomon said in our reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 4. It says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. You see, Edie's answer is, is good. It's a great definition of what friendship should look like. Not only does it bring out what Solomon is writing about, but in her answer, we, we see and understand the way that Jesus taught and demonstrated friendship to the disciples. You, you see, by, by looking to Jesus and his word in our gospel reading today, found in John chapter 15, verses 12 to 17, you find two things you find once again that your identity is in Christ. And then you also find this recipe for nurturing, loving friendships that you're able to share with other people. So let's look at this a little bit. Let's first start with our identity in Christ. Here's the thing. You all can say, God friended me. Say that. God friended me. You see, this is who we are. We are friends of God. God friended me. God friended you through his son, Jesus Christ. He claimed you. He claimed each and every one of you as his own. When God friended you through Jesus, you were declared not guilty. You were reconnected. You were no longer an enemy of God. You were no longer a slave to sin. That's what the Holy Spirit does inside us, friends. And trust me, you can never hear this enough. You can never be refreshed in this truth enough. It's been done for you. No longer do you need to work to prove yourself. No longer must you feel like you've got to try everything to get noticed and to receive approval. No longer must you live in this fear. For God has friended you. He's friended you through Jesus Christ. Jesus has made this connection whole. Jesus has made you and I friends with God. And that's where it starts. Now, 
moving on, to, to have these true friends in our lives, the, the friends that, that Edie spoke of in her essay, the friends that Solomon wrote about in Ecclesiastes, we have to know and understand that we have this true friendship with God through Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. Here's why. Jesus forgave you of all your sins. Jesus forgave me of all my sins. Jesus has set you and I free from our bitterness. Jesus has healed the wounds of our past. Jesus has given you and me the love of God to be a friend. Not only to him, not only with with Jesus, but to others. Because true friendship happens no other way than through Jesus Christ. John writes there in, in, in the gospel of, of his gospel, gospel, John of 15, verse 12, he says this, this is my commandment, right? Jesus says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, Jesus cannot say this unless he displayed love to one another. Jesus cannot say this unless he displayed what true friendship looks like. So so take a moment now and recall what Jesus did. Recall how he lived his life. When, When we're doing that, we could see Jesus never fully isolated himself from others. He never did that. He went away for retreats. He went away to to be built back up and and encouraged again by spending time with the Lord. But he never isolated himself from others. Instead, he pursued friendships. He longed for friendships. Through the three years of his time leading and teaching and discipling, you see Jesus countless times sharing meals and conversation. And walks with his friends. We, we find him sharing in work days with them along the water. We find him enjoying parties and just having a good time. We also find him asking them for prayer, inviting them to walk along with him, to support him, and to learn from him. And we also see throughout it all, Jesus constantly, constantly extending love, grace, and forgiveness to his friends. Isn't that the key? Isn't extending love, grace, and forgiveness the only way? Isn't it the only way to build lasting, nurturing, and loving relationships with one another? Yeah. Forgiveness is the essential element of Jesus' friendship with us. So then also it's the essential element of our friendships with others as well. So now with that back in, in, our, in our minds, let's, let's jump into John 15 a little bit further. Look at verse 13 if you're in your, in your Bible or on your phone there. We're at John 15, verse 13. It says this. Greater love has 
no one than this, that someone laid down his life for or on behalf of his friends. Can you imagine what was going through the disciples' minds as Jesus was speaking this? First, he said, love one another as I have loved you. And then he adds, greater love is to lay down his life for all his friends. This had to boggle their minds. This had to truly blow their minds, boggle their minds, as they tried to not only understand what what Jesus is saying, but then doing it. Because then in verse 14, he adds, you are my friends if you do what I command you. Here's the thing, though. We need to remember as we hear Jesus' words. We do not become Christ's friends through our obedience. But we obey him because we cherish our relationship with him. Remember, it comes from God through Christ right to you and me. And then out to others. So we do not become friends with Christ through our obedience. But we obey him because we cherish this relationship he has given to us so freely. All right? Okay, good. Now, stick with me now as we move on here into verse 15. But, but let's do this continuing off of what we saw in 14. So it says this. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. So in this relationship with Jesus, we're able to see what true friendship is what true friendship is that he has extended to us we aren't his slaves we aren't his slaves because he has made known to us the father who has made known to him so we're his friends and and, and not only we're his friends he chose us he chose to be friends with us jesus chose to be friends with you Isn't that amazing? You know who you are. I know who I am. And yet, Jesus chose to be friends with us. He knows that all we'll continue to do. He knows all that we've done, and he still wants to be your friend and mine every single day. That means Jesus wants to hang out with you. Every day. Every moment of every day. Jesus wants to be with you. And that's so amazing. Add in the fact that he's chosen you not only to hang out with, but he's chosen you, he's chosen me, and he's, he's, he's chosen us not only to hang out with, but, but he's chosen us to go. 
and bear fruit. Verse 16, right? He, he chose you, he appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that you should go and love, that you should go and be friends, that you should go and pray to the Father in Jesus' name. And then you got verse 17, which is the same as verse 12 in our text. You got the great commandment restated. These things I command to you so that you will love one another. The first and last words of Christ to his friends here. Then, to you and me, his friends today, is the same. And those words are to love. Plain and simple. Love. Love one another. Love one another the same way that Christ loves you and me. For love is the key to building a lasting friendship. Love done not the world's way, but love done God's way. Forgiving love, undeserved love, supporting love, caring love. Loving when something goes wrong. Loving when things go right. Loving when people are hurting. Loving when you don't even agree necessarily with where they're coming from. Loving when you can't even see what they're thinking. Love. Love is the lasting key to friendship. Friends, I pray that you know who you are in Jesus Christ. I pray that not only you know who you are in Jesus Christ, but, but that you also grasp this recipe that God has given to us for, for nurturing and loving friendships with him and for nurturing and friendship with others. So it's time for us to thank God for what he's done for us. It's time for us to thank God for the friendships that he has given to us. And it's time for us to pursue more friendships. And so together, by the grace of God, let's go forth, empowered by that Holy Spirit, taking the time to be with our friends, to make new friends, and to bask in that friendship that allows us this opportunity, that friendship that never ends, from God, through Jesus Christ, to you, to me, and to others. And may we bask in that love, that mercy, that grace, that forgiveness every day as we extend that same love in our friendships to others. And friends, we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.